0: hey hello i'm like super tired
1: (laughs) (laughs) why why are you so tired
0: we're watching my nephew and it's just a lot of work
1: to watch him i mean doesn't the kid do most of the work in terms of running around in circles and no he really (laughs)
0: wants he wants to play with you is the thing he wants to play with you the entire time and he's super cute so Mm -hmm. here let me let me back up i'd like to start with an apology to you
1: uh well that's okay i forgive you but i don't know what for
0: (laughs) so when we're little i would constantly want to play imagination games with you yeah i didn't realize how exhausting that is until now
1: (laughs) (laughs) someone's always like let's do this thing Mm -hmm. yeah i don't want to
0: (laughs) um i've played restaurant i've played doctor i've played house we played racing. We played fireball versus snowballs, which is just pretending to throw stuff at each other.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> it was a lot. I'm so tired. <laughs> it's hilarious. been one day.
1: Uh, well, that's really long, um, long-term long karma coming, you know, chicken coming. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fun, but it's also just a lot.
1: That's like 10 times what abby and i were going through and we cat sat this little kitten
0: <laughs> that guy was because so it was
1: crazy it would run around and always play and and yell a lot and oh. he was you know a fool he was so cute though but he was so cute and he was pretty small and whenever you went to bed you could just like put him in a room and oh him yeah you could just
0: ignore him it's fine
1: yeah so you can't really do that acceptably <laughs> with gender. no
0: no you can't well, the worst part was I was also we had Copper over there too, and so we're just like Copper gets very freaked out by loud noises. Mm-hmm. So anytime like the kid would yell or like laugh or something, Copper oh. would like want to nip at him, which is just not good. Yeah. So he only got him once, and it was very small. <laughs> so like he's fine, but he he learned quickly. Like you know he I I just was like okay when we're on the dog we have to like use our quiet voices, and it was fine. Uh,
1: copper has to work on that in the future he's,
0: he's high strung <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> gotta learn to let things go
0: i know he got he got better as the day went on i think he got used to it
1: yeah it's like this little thing is annoying i guess i'll just have to deal with that <laughs>
0: this thing's gonna be annoying and loud that's that's weird <laughs> for me usually my parents just sit around all day
1: <laughs> yeah change of pace yeah right that's difficult to deal yeah, with yeah
0: huh? yeah we're we're watching him all week <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle's like out grocery shopping, so it's just like me and this kid, and just just entertaining him.
1: Nice. I mean, get yourself some coffee or something, something caffeinated.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have a Coke here, so I'll be okay.
1: I'm ready.
0: Go. I'm ready to learn. I'm drinking tea. Ooh. Yeah. What kind of tea?
1: Moroccan mint.
0: Mm. I love Moroccan mint. It's
1: like green tea, but like you know, flavored. I guess to be.
0: Yeah. Like. Does it have green tea and mint too? I guess. Like both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good.
1: Like, peppermint and some other stuff i don't know
0: hell yeah that sounds great all
1: right yeah you said you're ready to learn
0: i'm ready to learn i've got my caffeine and i'm ready all right i'm ready for some some adult conversation
1: yeah we're gonna have an an interactive lecture here we're gonna both be a kind of a discussion you know
0: okay
1: it's just you know it's gonna be a class discussion kind of thing where it's not gonna be so much like hey christine did you know this you know
0: <laughs> okay
1: we're gonna pick it apart ourselves and what are we talking about today what do you want to learn about
0: all right so last week we talked about the myths of the ussr not all mm-hmm. of them but just kind of some of the more common ones yeah so this time i want to turn those tables and talk about the myths of capitalism
1: Ooh, yeah that's a good one we, we similarly we're only going to be talking about some of them because there are many Mm-hmm. but yeah let's let's get into that i i like that approach I think with this one, there's not going to be as many, as many of them where we have to like shrug our shoulders and say, yeah, that one, that one's true. You know, <laughs> I, I don't think for the most part, at least the ones we picked, we're going to end up with many that are, mm, oh shucks, capitalism does, you know, it is great actually.
0: <laughs> actually, yeah. By the end of this, we're just going to, we're going to go start a business or something.
1: We just end the podcast and become hedge fund managers. like.
0: <laughs> yeah. I thought that was the goal of this podcast, actually. Do I need to leave?
1: <laughs> yeah, get out. Ah, shit. Okay. All right, let's start with the first one that we have on our list.
0: Yeah, so this is one you hear a lot by
1: what I like to call smooth brains,
0: <laughs> is that capitalism is the most efficient system.
1: What is meant by that, I think, is capitalism like allocates resources efficiently, is what you know it would boil down to right? Like capitalism does a good job of making uh, like the free market does mm-hmm. a good job of making sure there are enough workers in all the industries because it just all runs off of supply and demand, right? So like
0: yeah, so i almost I almost sent you this thing I saw last night on Twitter. Someone had taken a picture of their like fruit cup. It was like a cup of pears and juice sure. or whatever. And they said it said on it, uh, grown in Peru, packed in Thailand. And this person was from the States. (laughs) And so they just like had a map and they just like drew out that crazy triangle. And they just tweeted it with capitalism is the most efficient system.
1: (laughs) Well, it's okay. So the counter argument to that would be it is the most efficient system because look how much cheaper transportation Mm -hmm. is.
0: Yeah, that was a lot of the replies it was like, oh, this is how it works. Like shipping is super cheap and like not everyone can yeah. grow that and blah, blah, blah.
1: And, and so I guess, you know, if that's your argument that it costs less to the capitalist to do that, okay, you win. You know, and it costs less to the consumer too. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. You win on that. And that's another So point, maybe we yeah. are going to sometimes shrug our shoulders about things. But yes. I would argue that there are like a lot of other costs involved to that that, the consumer doesn't pay the capitalist doesn't pay that's nevertheless get put on the backs of people first of all the people growing the crops the reason they're growing them there and aside from climate issues is labor issues you can grow fruits and stuff in in other yeah. places but they, they pick uh, certain areas to kind of prey upon people who have lower labor standards
0: yeah i mean most of our produce comes from other countries and like we can grow food but we just it's cheaper there because they don't pay their workers as much there there's less strict labor laws like it's just it's more exploitative i would say another cost that isn't talked about enough is the environmental cost um yeah that's a lot of pollution to uh pack up a freighter and drive it across the ocean (laughs) twice
1: for real a lot of expended fuel doing that i mean not per container maybe because there's so many things on it but still all those there's so much freight that shipped across the oceans that way yeah it's the same way with like amazon shipping and stuff it's Mm, yeah you know it comes from all over the place it's super fast for you it's super cheap because of the scale that they're doing but what is that environmental impact of all of those packages all of the you know the plastic and everything
0: and the human impact like you hear yeah. stories all the time about how shitty it is to be an amazon worker like you have to meet your quotas and you run around and you can't fucking go to the bathroom
1: like it's it's horrible they got pain pills in the in the yeah, vending machines yeah. you know
0: Ugh. so yeah i mean I th- I, that's a thing and I, I really hate that the response to that is like well do you want to pay more for it i'm like yes. yeah if that means that that people get paid fairly then yeah i'm willing to do that and like you have to give up some convenience so that people are treated ethically. Like that's just the thing at the end of the day, I think.
1: I think so. And I think to, you know, to make a kind of a more popular appeal, because it's not very popular to tell people, Hey, we want to pay more yeah, for things. It's not. Socialists on the other hand, do want people to pay a lot less for other things like rent, you know, like healthcare. These things yeah. are, you're not, <laughs> you're not going to be paying as much for them. So you will have plenty of extra money to toss around for better products that don't cause as much suffering to people or to the earth.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a trade off, and I think I th- you mentioned it's earlier, the idea of it's the most efficient. I think in capitalist terms, efficiency means cheaper, but like it doesn't necessarily mean better or like more. It definitely doesn't mean more ethical.
1: Yeah, it means well. Ultimately, it boils down to it meaning better for the the bourgeoisie, the capitalist, because the only reason they care about the consumer prices is because that gets you to buy it, and then that gives them the profit. Yeah. They don't really care about making it cheap for you. And how do you know? Because whenever it comes down to, hey, you know, some state passed a, a labor law and now we have to pay people more money. Who's taking it? Who's get, paying the higher price? That's going to be, and they'll tell you out front, that's going to be the consumers. We're pushing that onto them because yeah. Yeah. we're going to make our end no matter what.
0: Yeah. There's no way they're going to take a look at their budget and see what they're doing wrong.
1: Nope. Yeah. No, uh, th- those, those yachts and those mansions don't pay for themselves. <laughs> So I think, yeah, that we kind of clearly, and maybe there's some more rebuttals to that that we haven't thought of, but it does seem, this is kind of our perspective of why we would say capitalism is not that efficient, you know, in terms of consumer goods. I definitely don't think it's very efficient in terms of other, uh, other things that we would consider that socialists, especially and communists would like to see, uh, socially administered like healthcare.
0: Oh god, our healthcare system is so inefficient. It's a nightmare to navigate. Like if anyone's tried to like work on an insurance claim, it's just a nightmare.
1: Yeah. Navigating your plan like every year when they're like, "Hey, your plan, here it is. Here are the ways that we're going to try to tell you it got better when it really got worse, you know?"
0: It took me, I was trying to get an appointment online, like, through ZocDoc, and it took me, like, 30 minutes to figure out what my plan is called. Because it had some bullshit, like, name of my company or whatever plan. I'm like, no, just, I need to know. Is it, like, POS? Is it H-O? Yeah. Like, what is, I also don't they know what those things the, mean. Mm-hmm. Like, all
1: the acronyms, ugh. all the, the like, letter designations, too. Like, they'll be, like, HD Active Care 1 or something. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. Uh, that's dumb.
0: It's needlessly confusing i feel like they make it confusing just to cheat people out of money
1: (laughs) yeah but well because yeah ultimately they don't want to cover you that's like they make money from getting money from you without having to pay you so (laughs) housing i don't think housing uh, i don't think people can argue that a nation that has you know millions of vacant units while it also has millions of homeless or you know hundreds of thousands of homeless people or housing insecure people how is that efficient you know that's efficient for somebody, but it's not efficient for the people.
0: Yeah, it's efficient in terms of making money, but it's not efficient in serving everyone who needs those goods.
1: Yeah. And I guess that's, that's related to our critique of consumer goods, too, is that it is efficient in terms of making profit, you know, but it's not efficient in terms of the earth or, you know, human welfare. Uh, mm-hmm. It's similar to what we're saying with all of these is, yeah, it's definitely efficient at doing a thing and the people <laughs> making that argument benefit from that, you know? Yeah. Uh, or don't realize it.
0: (laughs) So we're reading Open Veins of Latin America. Mm, Yeah. So I'm going to get a little spoilery here next next week, or whenever we get to that.
1: I was just reading some today, too.
0: It's very good. So one of the main thesis theses, is that how you pluralize that? It is. I don't like it. One (laughs) of the main theses is that in Latin America, they produce so much of our goods. Well, they don't produce, they produce the raw materials for it. And it basically sets those countries up to be dependent on other countries to then take those goods and like make them through manufacturing into goods that can sell back to them. So example yeah. of this is like the uh, cotton industry. Uh, Mexico grows a ton of cotton. Um, a lot of places mm-hmm. in Latin America do. And in like during colonial times in, I think this was... Argentina, they would ship out the raw material and then every, like, they literally weren't allowed to have looms and they would just shut down all their industrial practices so that they could sell it back to them, so the British could sell it back to them at a premium. And it's mm-hmm. insane. They're literally just forcing, you know, and a lot of this came on the backs of, in you know, quote-unquote independence, so they basically just said, okay, you don't belong to the Spanish anymore. You belong to us because, like, we sell you everything. So, like, yeah. it's just so fucked. Basically, just forcing them into... Being completely dependent on them for goods.
1: It's I guess that would be considered like an early form of capitalism, mercantilism is. But still, it's like what Marx called the primitive accumulation of capital. You know, the time when the nations were going around invading everywhere and and taking shit. You know, and that fueled uh, the rise of the industrial revolution. Yeah. You know, um, all that raw material, all that capital, getting brutally. Uh, extracted
0: well, in, in the worst ways imaginable. We will talk about that too. Yeah. It is, it is nasty.
1: So again, like, like I think the point there is super efficient and good and beneficial to a certain group.
0: <laughs> I think that's the thing. Yeah. You have to decide what you value more and, you know, we're going to get to these in some of our other myths, but it's like, do you value someone making, tons of money more than you do everyone being like alive and treated humanely.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it gets more complicated when you, cause we can see it pretty plainly like within a country and we can say like, yeah, those guys are, you know, they're robbing us and, and making it for their own good. But on the other hand, globally, America's at the top of a, of a heap of countries that, uh, that we, you know, we kick down toward, we, we, exploit the other countries in, in the world so that we can have all the cheap goods. and
0: Absolutely. Like, who makes all of our clothing and our electronics and most of our cars? Like, yeah, and it's because we keep those prices low for our own benefit. I don't know, if you actually... I know there's so the post office is going through trouble right now, but mm-hmm. like that is provides a really important service to people. And if you take that away, you only have shipping and like shipping is expensive. We think it's not expensive because like Amazon has now <laughs> spoiled us with free two day shipping. But yeah. like actually, no, shipping is expensive.
1: Yeah. Uh, another criticism, I would say capitalism can be, you know, we, we're our argument here is that it's efe- efficient for some people and harmful towards a lot of other people. Uh, I would say that, however, it's basically not any good at dealing with crises.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, uh,
1: we're seeing it
0: <laughs> real time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, anytime there's a little bit of because the thing is, right, if you're not maximizing your profit, if if you're like a capitalist and enterprise or whatever, and you're not maximizing your profit, you're getting run out. You know, you're losing. Yeah. You're getting bankrupted. Someone else is taken over someone more ruthless than you who will take more risks than you, they're coming in. So the whole system is built as riskily as possible, kind of on purpose, because that's the only way you survive that. W- if something bad happens to a system that's as riskily built as possible, it can't stand up to that. There's like, there's minimal amounts of planning and resources put into dealing with crisis because that's not really profitable to do.
0: Yeah. Cause a crisis is something you have to like, I mean, really plan for and really take your time and have backup plans and all this stuff. And it's like not a profitable game unless you literally gamble on it, which that's what insurance is.
1: Yeah, that's true. But don't, I mean, don't, but don't insurance companies try to, don't they take as much risk as possible with that and just try to assume like the best case?
0: For sure, yeah. I mean, that's why they want to gather so much data, so they can tell, like, okay, what is this? What is the likelihood of this person actually, you know, getting to an accident or having health insurance problems or whatever it is? That's why you have to do things like take a wellness exam for your health insurance because they want to yeah. know how much should they cover for you. Which is, I always get fucked up because I'm fat and depressed. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's Great. um I mean, it's just discrimination, but they're going to not, try to not call it that, you know?
0: Yeah, I know, and oh, they'll always spin it and be like, oh, we provide you know discounts if you're healthy i'm like that's a tax on unhealthy yeah people.
1: that means <laughs> yep
0: <laughs> and being healthy is not just a fucking choice like sometimes you're born with shit like oh my god
1: it's upsetting yeah for sure
0: also if you're poor you're more likely to have health problems so anyway crises yeah they're bad at it can you give so <laughs> I, sound, I would ask a stupid question it's, it's that time
1: uh that's okay
0: so is this what happened in the housing crisis what happened in the housing crisis
1: yes oh this is 100 percent what happened in the housing crisis
0: I watched the big, big Short and I still didn't understand it.
1: <laughs> okay, so the big—I thought it explained it pretty well. Um, so I'll try to break it down, in because I guess at that, that one, the the uh, the data dump section, they kind of plop, plop it all down in a cool infographic. But it's
0: well, the problem is they showed they did it while a, a hot lady was in a bubble bath, and I'm like, well, I'm now I'm looking at this hot lady. I'm not listening to her oh.
1: explain. <laughs> I multitasked.
0: <laughs> Good for you.
1: What happens is that the, the subprime mor- mortgage crisis—they uh, started issuing more. The banks started issuing more mortgages uh, to people with like lower credit and stuff. Mm-hmm. People who are kind of riskier to, to lend it to. Uh, yeah. And both sides will tell you like the liberals will say, "Oh, this was the greedy banks." Conservatives will say, "This was you know liberal social engineers trying to get poor people into homes." Uh huh. Whatever the banks made sure that they played it to where they could get money in the end so they made all these loans to people even when they thought that that the people could not pay them uh then they bundled them up into and this is a part nobody can really ever understand cuz unless you're like a a banker or whatever a but, wizard uh they bundled them up into something called mortgage backed security okay uh, which is just like a financial thing that you can buy and uh, it's think of it like a piece of paper with a list of mortgages on it, okay? Okay. You could buy and sell this, and whoever holds it, like, gets to collect the money on that. But also, they're left holding the bag if nobody pays the money.
0: It's like Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> you owned all the blue... You Your subprime mortgages are the individual properties, and then you just took them all and put them in your blue zone. Okay. <laughs> this is a bad analogy. I
1: <laughs> I don't, think, it's too I don't close. think it really holds up, but... That's um, fine. So what they would do is they would sell those, right? They also got the, what are called the bond rating agencies. These are financial, you know, smart guys. They come in and they look at your list of properties and they say, oh, those are really good. You know, like people are definitely going to pay those back. Triple A rating. Good.
0: Solid okay. gold.
1: Or those are all shady. They're <laughs> all going to collapse. Junk bond. You know, whatever. Okay. They got these guys to rate these things as top-notch top-flight great things. even though they
0: were made up of a bunch of shitty loans
1: yeah because they would package them up with like some properties that were like okay and oh my gosh they would just kind of hide it in there even though All most right. of it was made of crap so okay then they would turn around and sell those sell those sell those whatever you know flood uh the to t- most of it was that till so much of it was subprime mortgages uh, and then whenever the uh, whenever the housing bubble burst which Mm -hmm. all the bubbles eventually do, uh, it starts a panic. Uh, uh, As people stop paying those loans back, uh, the companies that own them start trying to collect on more and more of it because they are panicking because some of their stuff's falling through. The prices drop out of everything and boom, crisis. How does a bubble burst? It's pretty much panic. The the stupid thing about um, money -hmm. and markets is that they're really based on people's expectations and shit.
0: Okay, so basically everyone was buying houses and then after a while people were like, what if no one can pay for the houses? And then everyone freaked out?
1: Well, yeah, cause so <laughs> you would. So uh, a lot of people were buying houses not to live in, but to turn around and sell for more money.
0: Oh, and their thinking
1: was, it will be worth more money. Like, I, I will buy it. I might sell it the next week. I might sell it the next year, but it'll be worth more money. Yeah, uh, It's just an investment vehicle. Uh, and so once that stops it's like stocks you know people buy stocks and they think it's going to go up because mm-hmm. that's what stocks do right yeah uh, but at some point people start worrying hey wait, wait 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 what if it what if it what if it's gonna what, what if oh, the wait. price is gonna drop it's all people's expectation when when enough people start doing that boom
0: it only drops because people think it's gonna drop that's insane
1: it's not only i mean i shouldn't say that there are possible other causes that could happen let's say um uh, prices would would go way up if we had, like, a series of uh, firestorms through the Northwest that destroyed a big chunk of the housing market. You know, okay, yeah. well, it's gonna, the prices are going to go houses. up or something. Yeah, Okay. Uh, but, like, with, and with stocks, you know, if oil prices shoot up, okay, there's going to be a stock consequence to that. And that's external. That's a real thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. But a lot of it is, like, speculative. But, yeah,
1: so much of it is just... That's insane. And you get that whenever, when it, if you follow just headlines and stuff, they'll be like, stock market uh, soars amid hopes of something. <laughs> and then and then the next day it'll be like, stock markets plunge amid fears of blah.
0: That's just so arbitrary.
1: Yeah, you, know, you just pick something bad that's going on in the news and say that's why the stock market's plunging. Jeez. And vice versa. It's It's wild. And that's because the whole thing is a casino. Uh,
0: yeah it's it's just gambling yeah i hate it
1: <laughs> capitalism is the most efficient system great <laughs> everything is a casino
0: <laughs> yeah Jeez.
1: and i guess in the same way that analogy is actually pretty good because like casinos are very efficient for the people running it
0: oh for sure House always wins.
1: not very efficient for everyone else although you'll have some people who say hey you no know, i make you know i make some money go into the boats every once in a while but for a lot of people no they're not not a good it's not a good payout yeah next up people are inherently selfish basically what about human nature
0: yeah so this is a common one whenever you talk about communism people are like well we can't do that because no one wants to share no one wants to pay for other people's shit even with socialism they'll do
1: that people are greedy people are lazy You know, people will try to take advantage. Therefore, we have to have capitalism. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that?
0: I mean, I don't know. Honestly, the way I feel about people depends on my mood. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) half the time I'm like, no, people are good. Like, they can do good things and we can try to be better. And I feel like not. Well, I said just said half the time. But I feel like more, more of the time, honestly, I'm like, oh, no, people are the worst and I hate them. So I, I don't know. I, I want them to be good very badly. Yeah. i I just don't know
1: my question i guess would be do humans even actually have a nature and that's kind of a like a weird freshman philosophy sort of question Mm -hmm. or like i smoke too much weed question or something (laughs) but but i mean okay maybe humans have humans definitely have certain instincts and stuff yeah but you know so much of what we do is learned behavior
0: yeah and like in terms of the survival of the fittest thing, like we've talked about this before in very early human society, you had to work together or you would all die. So like in many ways, our prehistoric and like neolithic roots are all community based. Mm -hmm. And oh, also that stupid show I'm watching alone. Whenever they're alone for that long, you start to go crazy. So you have to
1: have other people. (laughs) Yeah, we're social animals, as they say.
0: And if we're social animals, you'd think you'd have incentive to like, be good to other social animals so you
1: can hang out within a certain context like so definitely in primitive societies as you as you might call them and before agriculture when you have hunter-gatherer bands mm-hmm. you're right you know everybody has to work together and there aren't a lot of class distinctions because everybody's working to produce right yeah you do have a lot of community in those old Neolithic societies but it is also hierarchical because now you have people who don't work for food so you yeah know, kind of masters and slaves. More of a differential there, but
0: yeah, but I would say, like, evolutionarily, didn't we spend a lot more time being yeah. like prehistoric than we have being modern mm-hmm. humans? A ton, quote, yeah, unquote. a lot more, yeah. So, like, all of our instincts still come from that, yes,
1: they do. And they're pretty poor sometimes now because of that. Like you'll have, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah. fight or we flight We don't know how instinct. to like use screens. <laughs> yeah. And,
1: and, and you deal a lot of times now. Your problems are not immediate and threatening you right now. They're lingering worries more like, you know. Yeah. But your body is tuned to immediate threats. So you might yeah. be like in a prolonged it's kind of small fight or flight response. For, it's terrible for your health, but a lot of people suffer from this anytime they're stressing yeah. from things because that's evolutionarily how we're designed to.
0: It's called handle. anxiety.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Another thing I guess is when we mentioned the stages of history or historical development or whatever, people in those societies probably said, come on, man, you know, you can't, move past like a slave society that's human nature some people are masters some people are slaves that's how it is you know (laughs) or like i don't know some people are serfs some people are lords some people are vassals. like this is how it is how it is supposed to be how did human nature change from those time periods to capitalism you know
0: many people decide they want it better you know yeah yeah and like i mean there's a lot of parallels to like the queer community too like there's still people now who are like no the woman's gotta do this the man's gotta do this and you gotta be with the opposite gender or whatever Mm -hmm. it's just we don't have to we just don't like move on
1: yeah it can change and that is i to me i think some i don't know about that part i don't know how socially shaped that is i mean it probably always was the case that right it's just always been the case of people
0: there, so there's been gays a yeah. long time yeah. so <laughs> we've been around there's these dudes i think i told you about them in like ancient egypt and they were literally buried together uh-huh. and they were marked as like male and but they like used the word for like husband and wife uh-huh. and like they had carvings together all kinds of yeah. shit and the historians were like these uh, best friends got, ma- <laughs> got buried together it's crazy <laughs>
1: confirmed bachelors
0: (laughs) yeah exactly it's ridiculous Uh,
1: that's good so not with that but with the i back to the idea of kind of human nature being selfish and greedy and everything Mm -hmm. if you pull like let's say you pull something out of a lake okay it can be anything okay an old boot boot? wow we both went for a boot (laughs) (laughs) you pull an old boot out of the lake what is it definitely it's definitely a boot sure but what, what what adjective would describe it for sure no matter what wet. it looks like yeah it's wet because you've pulled it out of a lake mm-hmm. all right humans we are living in capitalism whether we like it or not humans are raised in a system from birth uh, that values greed and selfishness that promotes people to be try you know consider themselves individuals and maximizing their efficiency or whatever you know we're raised in that and those are socially the the values that are that are inculcated in future generations like that's what people seem like because that's, that's what they are in the
0: ocean we're in
1: yeah like that's you, you can't it's not to say that everyone all you know not everyone's selfish and stuff but it's something that you have to work with and then that i guess that brings you to the next thing of like if like you were saying so what if that seems like <laughs> it's human nature can't it just be changed
0: yeah and like I I think you could say the same thing about like working on becoming anti-racist. Like we live in a very racist society. Mm -hmm. Same thing with sexist. Like it's, you are seeped in the patriarchy from the moment you're born. Like, sorry, you are, it sucks, but there's a way out. Yep. It helps to have people show you the way out, but there Mm -hmm. is a way out.
1: For sure. Yeah. Cause yeah. Another example would be like, just when you like your instincts and stuff, you're not meant to be driven by that. Like, how crazy would the world be if everyone just followed their instincts all the time? Like,
0: it would be horrible.
1: People would just be murdering and, and stuff, like, or, or, or whatever. Like, if you had no self-control or, like, notion that, hey, I shouldn't do these, you know, do whatever it is that I think at the time. You know, people would just be worse. Shitting in and the Maybe street. not murdering all the time, <laughs> but still, they would be, like, crazy. Yeah. It would be yeah. wild.
0: It would be pretty rough.
1: No one should argue that people should just be governed by whatever their innate human nature is i think yeah we all try to be better
0: yeah for sure otherwise you'd be an asshole
1: i don't know yeah you shouldn't just settle for like well that's how it is
0: yeah that's just so bleak
1: yeah hey i don't think it's necessarily how it is and and be even if it were change it dude
0: yeah <laughs> and we can do better like it's just it's a real possibility if we actually just fucking work at it What's next?
1: Next up, competition is the best thing for progress.
0: Oh, goody.
1: competition you gotta have that, man. You can't have everyone working together, then why bother getting up in the morning?
0: So sad
1: If you don't have someone to compete against, if you don't have someone to run into the dirt, you know if you don't have an opponent to beat, what's the point?
0: My problem with this my my first thought when i I look at this thesis is medical research because it is heavily skewed towards who is funding it and i mean we've talked about this before you know like that's the reason why like reproductive health is (laughs) not so great for people with vaginas like it's just rough out there Mm -hmm. it's because the people in charge don't care about that and that's kind of how it is across the board for most medical treatments um the more Uh, obscure your diseases the more marginalized even though women are not obscure or people with ovaries are not obscure but still like trans healthcare gets pushed to the side so much and it's because Mm -hmm. it's it's not being funded because
1: people are
0: assholes (laughs) so basically yeah it's it's not there's competition for i guess popular things
1: yeah classic example of course is toothpaste you know you have plenty of choices there go there there's eight 80 different varieties of toothpaste <laughs> mm-hmm. that you look on the back. They all say the same thing in terms yeah. of ingredients. There's the cereal aisle, you know, that's, oh my God, yeah, yeah, we got plenty of progress on that front. Uh, competition. <laughs> has done a swirl there.
0: Not so great at having a vaccine for COVID. I wonder why,
1: you know, they're doing trials. Okay. Currently.
0: But again, I think managing a crisis, it's like if they did have a vaccine for COVID, hopefully it would be either cheap or free. So where's the incentive then to create that vaccine? Because the big pharma, would they be for it?
1: Well, look, <laughs> the government's going to buy a lot of it. I mean, every, you know, lots of many health insurance companies are going to provide, have stated that they'll provide, you know, COVID treatment and stuff. No, I'll believe that when I see it. So, I mean, that's good if you've got a health insurance company.
0: Exactly. A lot of people <laughs> fucking don't.
1: Yeah. You know, tough luck, Mac. <laughs> Jesus. But no, I, so back to the competition, right? So I don't agree that that's the only reason that people do things like, oh, I, I got to out compete. I have to do this better than somebody else. That's the only way we make progress. I don't know. Why would that be the only reason that people try to do anything?
0: I mean, I feel like my brain has not worked this way since I was, like, in high school or something. (laughs) Like, I just realized, like, oh, two people can be good at things at the same time, and it's fine. Like, it's actually better when both people are good at things. That means you help each other to get further and bounce ideas off of each other.
1: That's true. You could collaborate more. You know, we've had many examples of collaboration being, in many ways, more efficient than... you Imagine if we had had the space race with the Soviets and we were like compete like different private company like ge was doing something mm. and boeing was doing something and ford had something and he had this horrible like stitched together space shuttle with like ads for coca-cola on the side of it and stuff <laughs> just be a mess i mean you know that would have exploded the reason that that succeeded as quickly as it did was you know sure maybe you did have these competing firms initially but they were all brought together in the same contract with nasa and stuff to work on the same thing you know
0: yeah well, I mean, do you think people would then say, well, well, then you're competing with, with the Soviet Union to get there first?
1: Okay, so I'm not like against the concept <laughs> of competing. Like, you can go have a race down the street with somebody. Like, <laughs> um, okay, that's fine. Compete. Um, but I think what we're saying is that a ruthless competition where when someone loses, they lose their livelihood uh it is different from <laughs> just a competitive spirit like i would yeah. argue okay if we're if ev- if everything's nationalized or whatever and you have like state run hospitals why couldn't the hospitals like compete in the sense of like we want to be the hospital with the highest ratings you know and and the yeah. best outcomes and shit like you would want to do that but you wouldn't want them to like compete for resources and shit against each other that wouldn't you know that should be allocated to who needs it
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i would sincerely hope I mean, like, yeah, not everyone loves their job by far, but I hope that some people, there are some people in the world, and I, I know there are some people in the world that do their job even though, like, I don't know, like they do it for money for sure, but also because they like it and because they want to do a good job and.
1: Uh, I'm I'm in teaching strictly for the money. <laughs> yeah, I got into Whoops. this thing to be rich.
0: <laughs> oh, you you messed up, bud.
1: Yeah. Wish someone would have told me.
0: <laughs> I it just—it makes me really frustrated when people are like, "Well, wouldn't you want your, you know, surgeon or whatever to, you know, be highly compensated so that they can do a jo- good job?" I'm like, man, I hope my surgeon doesn't want to kill me just because like there's not enough competition and whatever. Like, man,
1: like they're mid surgery and then and like a bell rings, they're like, "Lunch break, sorry, but sorry, Mac, you're dead." You know,
0: <laughs> they're not paying me enough to keep you alive. <laughs>
1: But yeah, no, I agree. Like, that's not the only motivation people have. I do think that there is some, well, especially in our system, you know, the ultimate motivation is I do need to work to survive. But in a world where that's going to be provided, mm-hmm. there's there's still a lot of things people would do because...
0: Yeah. You can just do things because they provide a service for other people, because you want to take pride in your work. Uh, there's lots of reason to do things. Like, I, we talked about this briefly in our art episodes, but... I, I think especially younger artists can get really competitive with other yeah. artists about, like, you know, who has, you know, more followers or whatever bullshit. I mean, you can both have a lot of followers. Like, just keep going. You know? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're you're making yeah, a unique sure. thing, and so are they. So, it's fine.
1: I guess we both agree that competition doesn't have to be there for people to try to do, to try to achieve things. Competition in the sense of different competing economic entities or whatever. Like, you can still have a friendly competition, <laughs> but
0: yeah, I mean, I think too, when we've talked about our utopia, there's a lot of science involved. So there's going to be a lot of race for discovery in terms of like, Hey, how do we fix the climate crisis? And yeah, Hey, how do we make a replicator? <laughs> so I think there'll still be competition in terms of like, Hey, let's, let's get really good at science in here, guys. Like, but I, yeah, I don't think it won't be strictly a monetary competition, which means we'll have more scientists yeah, on it and agree. they'll be like fairly compensated and stuff.
1: And really we're talking about like changing the motivating factor being profit at the end of the day. Besides that, any sort of competition is still like fine, you know, as long as you're not competing to take away earned labor from somebody else. As long as you're not competing how ma- how much can I rob my workers? Then I don't care what you're competing about. That's fine.
0: Yeah, whatever. That's fine. You can have the most productive factory. Go for it, but productive as in you put out a lot of units and they're very good units not as in i rip off all my workers the most
1: yeah that's that's at the end of the day i think what we're what we're distinguishing
0: yeah i think a lot of this is just reframing your definition or being more specific with your definition like the the same thing with the efficiency thing yeah yeah it's like efficient in terms of what
1: (laughs) yep efficient in a in a way that's good for people yeah that's what we're that's what we're after
0: one day (laughs) all right hey man i hear a lot of capitalists are into freedom What's up with that?
1: Capitalists. Uh, wait, huh, sorry. They're not into freedom. I thought you. Come on. You didn't learn it right. Capitalism is freedom.
0: Wait, what?
1: Capitalism equals freedom. It's the same thing as freedom. When you say capitalism, you mean freedom. You mean democracy. You mean liberty. Good shit. You know, that's what you're
0: making. Some bad faces right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, that's like why they it. call it the free market. Free Ugh, enterprise. And Free trade.
0: Yeah. Reading a lot about free trade and how much it fucks people over.
1: It's because it's good. It's great. No, that's not what that means. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So but do you do hear that? People saying capitalism is good because it's freedom, because you know, it guarantees you know, that's the only free system. The free world they used to call it. The leader of Mm -hmm. the free world was, you know, the president because that was like the Western, the (laughs) non-communists.
0: So okay, so why? Why is that? Why is capitalism equals freedom?
1: Why do? Why do, Why is that perpetrated? Um, that's perpetrated because it makes it sound good, and there are ways to.
0: No, no, I guess what I'm saying. What is their argument for that?
1: Well, so their what's argument the freedom component would be that you are free to do what you want with yourself, to consume what you want, to trade how you want to, to buy you know buy and sell things or consume, uh, to work where you want to pursue whatever career you want to pursue all these you know that's up to you you get to choose so none of those things are true (laughs) but that's the argument like you i am not free to consume
0: with what what, what i want because i'd have to be able to afford it i'm not free to pursue whatever career i want because one i have to pick a career that is profitable to me and two i might have to go to school which i can't afford uh what was the other one
1: Uh, what else? You're free, free to work wherever. Yeah, free to work um, wherever Well, I could
0: choose to work at a place that has, um, you know, maybe it's the best in the biz, but maybe has really shitty insurance or, you know, maybe I can't afford to move. So I have to work at the place with shitty insurance. Yeah. Pretty free so far.
1: <laughs> so all those are pretty easily discounted, I guess. Or <laughs> there are at least exceptions because I, I guess I would say that. For some people, especially, I mean, if you start out life in the right station, for some people, those <laughs> all those things are patently true and obvious to them. They're like, well, duh. You know, yeah, I can do whatever I want. World's my oyster. That's insane. That's insane to me. <laughs> but that's how it was for them. So that's why they would see it that way, maybe. Yeah. And they would argue that maybe people do have the chance to, you know, have those same opportunities as well. You know, if they just apply themselves or something, I guess is probably what they would say
0: i mean i just don't understand how that fucking basic math works out (laughs) so even if you start working as soon as you are legally able to do so there's no way you could pay for a college education like unless you are working i don't know a drug dealer basically like i don't know what you know oh
1: if you like start out like
0: as in high school you're working like a part-time job
1: and you start out but you start out like poor basically you Mm -hmm. start out with zero and then how are you gonna yeah for sure. There's no yeah. way. I mean, you have to go into debt and then you have to do that. And then, you know, they'll they'll say, well, you don't even have to go to college. Just do something else. But like there you've already limited the options because you've said that by birth, they can't do this thing because they don't have the money.
0: Exactly. So like, yeah, they're literally not free to do that. Very first thing you said they could do. Just
1: buy stock in Apple as soon as you exist. And then <laughs> with your zero dollars, yeah, with your zero dollars, use your first paycheck to buy stock in Apple. And then yeah, hopefully it goes up.
0: <laughs> hopefully. It's it's just insane. It's just completely it's free for some people is what it is.
1: And I would say even with that work example, another point is that to me is that the, 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 the reason that you work is so that you don't die.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Capitalists like to say, well, everybody's, you know, in capitalism, you're free to work, I guess, wherever you're qualified. Let's let's make let's make them sound more competent. OK, you're free to work wherever you're qualified to work. You're free to enter into labor contracts with your employer and it's a free agreement. You know, you agree to work for this amount of money. They agree to pay you. Everything's good. Well, somebody in that arrangement has a lot more leverage than the other guy. And that's the one who's worried that if he doesn't sign this contract, he's going to starve. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it is not. Anyone who's been to an interview knows how much power dynamic there is at play. <laughs> like, you are sucking up to this person in hopes that they will hire you. Yeah. Because you need money so you can pay rent.
1: Yep. It is a... Uh I don't know how free how free people would consider that, but I don't think so. Uh, it doesn't seem like you're really doing that just a free choice. You know, hey, what if I go to work today? Like, you're doing it for Ooh. a real reason, and that's, I want to live, so I'm going to try to get a job, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Which, like, I think that's okay. Like, I'm. we've talked about it before, is that, like, you know, even in not utopia but proto utopia where we have some sort of socialism or communism like people are still going to have to do some jobs that are more um some more unpleasant jobs harder harder physical jobs Mm -hmm. like those are things that will have to get done yeah but that doesn't mean they can't be like compensated fairly and treated humanely and just not shit on by everyone all the time
1: yeah for sure Yeah, you're right. Like, especially when you're at work, too, the treated fairly and everything.
0: But also culturally.
1: (laughs) There is no sort of freedom, no sort of democracy involved in our economy in terms of when you're at work. That is an autocracy.
0: (laughs) No, it's, I mean, it's wage slavery. It's literal time slavery, too. Like, the idea of, like, no, you're on the boss's time right now. You can't even fucking check your phone or anything Mm -hmm. or, like take a breather <laughs> like you, everything has to be go 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 because apparently someone has bought parts of your life which is very creepy
1: yeah they can pretty much control you as much as they want to there you know that you are they are the tyrant you are the oppressed i mean when you, when you're at work like that's that's it they can i mean they can limit what you say they can limit you know if you can gather they can uh, monitor your private correspondence you know whatever
0: Oh, completely. If you have a work computer, they own that shit. Yeah, <laughs> that they can check on whatever you're doing whenever they Tell want.
1: Tell you when you can go to the bathroom or not. You know, and at the end of the day, they have a a threat that where they don't even have to threaten violence against you because they have a bigger threat, which is, you know, you're out on the street, buddy. Yeah. So I don't I don't know who would call that free.
0: No, no. Yeah, I don't I don't get it either. Well, what about the democracy idea? I don't. I don't get that one. <laughs> I feel like we're not doing great democracy lately. So,
1: so yeah, like, obviously, we just said we, we don't have uh, economic democracy in the sense that you don't have any, contr- you know, don't have any control over, like, your workplace or anything. Mm-hmm. To varying degrees, maybe there are some companies with good policies, but as a whole, we don't.
0: Well, even if they have good policies, it's someone giving you a policy <laughs> instead of being like, hey, what do you think the policy
1: should be? Yeah, for sure. And I would say that even political democracy, you know, Western liberal democracy, which is supposed to be the height of freedoms for people, you know, that's what capitalism tries to wrap itself up in and say, you know, we're the free world. We have free elections, this sort of thing.
0: Now, explain to me how you can have a free election when you literally can't run for office unless you have
1: buku bucks. Yeah.
0: For sure. That part doesn't seem free.
1: How much of Congress is made up of millionaires? You know, is that just a statistical coincidence or is it because, you know, that's money influences politics? It's,
0: it's because they're very smart. And so they worked hard. Uh, so they they get, earned yeah. all their money.
1: That's, that's a major thing. And also, like, what do they focus on? What are the problems that they try to address? Who has their ear is the people with the money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, the Supreme Court said money is speech yeah. in America. You know, in that sense, I guess capitalism does equal democracy because capitalism runs our democracy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yes, (laughs) you're technically right on that one.
1: Countries that have more socialistic policies. They're still definitely capitalists. You know, they have a market, but the countries that Mm -hmm. that run things more socialistically and provide more things in terms of social welfare and things, you know, countries in Scandinavia and stuff or just in Europe in general. If we pro- promoted those sorts of things in the United States, would get called a socialist and everything, right? Yeah. But those countries, like, they still got democracies. You know, they still have liberal democracies. They have, like, parliaments and shit. There's no reason why those two things can't coexist. Yeah. And I'm not saying their system's perfect either. I'm sure they have their their instances of money kind of corrupting people. But on the other hand, a lot of them have publicly funded elections and stuff. Oh, so.
0: what a dream. <laughs> right? Can you imagine <laughs>
1: But not in America, we have uh, money equals speech. So
0: Maybe I'll be rich enough to run for office one day.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, Congress would not be so bad. But the problem is, if you're not rich enough to run for, for office like on your own, then you get to spend more than half of your time as a lawmaker begging people for money.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it is, again, not an efficient system. And that is so much the... I, I think that's a really common complaint with like uh, the quote-unquote average American is why don't they just sit down and do their jobs and it's like because they literally have to go around begging for money <laughs> the, the, that is their job is to get reelected.
1: yeah they <laughs> yep they are doing their job it's just their job is not what you think it is
0: <laughs> it's not it's to raise money not only for them but for the party too like that's that's their thing
1: yeah Ugh. so overall i would say there's a lot of problems with the capitalism is freedom it does nominally You know, it does legally, you know, in in the United States anyway, I guess our system does legally provide you with a lot of freedoms to do this, that and the other. But in terms of practical matters, you don't actually like your choices are very limited because Mm -hmm. of that system.
0: Well, I mean, I know we're talking about capitalism today, but obviously we're talking about communism in contrast to that. Sure. And socialism. I mean, it's not like you'd have. I guess what freedoms would you not have there? You couldn't like be a boss i guess like oh man
1: right <laughs> like right, that's it right well you can't be a boss for sure
0: i mean you can still help train people and you know help them get better at things like you can still no, be a boss in terms of like you're, you're not managing to, but you're, you're not, not free like, to have
1: five ho- five houses you know yeah you're not free to make billions oh man yeah you can't do that
0: <laughs> that's fine no one needs that <laughs>
1: I think in the initial stages, in the lower form, you know, in the lower stage of socialism, you would probably have to have some, like we were talking earlier, labor requirements basically, to get people to do drudge work. Stuff that's mm-hmm. not good. I would think you you could manage that some way. That's that's decent. Um, that looks out for the well, it looks out for people in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually, you have you know, automated things to it so <laughs>
0: one day i mean there's a lot of like graphics going around instagram on like how to explain how big a billion is
1: <laughs> oh yeah i've been seeing these too. it's crazy
0: and it's it is insane like they said one of them was a million is if you walked from like the bronx to like lower manhattan uh, that's a million inches but a billion inches is if you like went around the world twice like it's it's insane one of the things we do often is we lump millionaires and billionaires together. And it's like, yeah. no, one of those is way bigger.
1: Yeah. And yeah, yeah, so
0: yeah. <laughs> we can like pay for these things we're talking about. We're not just like fucking making it up and pulling it out of our ass. It, literally, we could just take out Jeff Bezos, parody, yep. satire, whatever. But <laughs> JK, yeah, I'm not going to kill very
1: him. Very much so. But mm-hmm.
0: that's it. We just take out one guy and we got health care.
1: Yep. We could turn him into a millionaire. This is the humane way to do it. Just turn him into a millionaire. <laughs> take away that's all so but a million funny. dollars from this poor guy. And poor fella is still a millionaire. And you could still do a ton of shit with that.
0: And I had this fucking smooth brain try to explain assets to me like I'm a fucking idiot. Like, no, it's not all like he just has a billion dollars cash. I'm like, what? That's still money. Like, he, that's stock. He could literally take that and go turn it in and turn it into money.
1: Yeah, he could sell it. He could turn it over to the people. You know, we could own that and sell out of it. We could have a permanent trust fund based on that. That could be our health fund forever.
0: Yeah. There are enough resources, people. It's just assholes. Like, we could pay for so much shit.
1: To emphasize, then Jeff Bezos would have the terrible fate. You know, the revolutionary tribunal tribunal would sentence him to being a millionaire. (laughs) Come on. Like,
0: what the heck?
1: Another uh, example that you were talking about, one million seconds is about 11 days mm-hmm. and one billion seconds is 31 and a half years.
0: Oh my God. Ugh.
1: Yeah. Again, we just, all we do, we just want to knock him down to a million. That's it.
0: Yeah. It's not a big deal, but that would be less freedom for Jeff Bezos. That would.
1: Yeah. Why that's is his tragedy. freedom
0: worth more than mine? Oh, I get it. It's because he has money. <laughs>
1: Money equals speech. Money is freedom, democracy, and capitalism, you know? Gross. There it is.
0: (laughs) I guess they got us on that one, but not in the way they thought they did.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Capitalism does equal democracy. Social Democrats and democratic socialists, to some extent, might argue that it's possible to use the system of capitalism and still, like, and increase, like, increase the freedoms, increase your, your democratic process and everything like, like make it better you know mm-hmm. reform it um mm, sure but i think it could be done i don't know a lot of people yeah. say it can't be done that way but
0: i think it could be and i definitely would be for it in the interim but i mean i was talking to my husband about this the other day i just am always going to push for more even if it makes me sound like an asshole <laughs> like yeah I just I don't care. Like I'm just always gonna push this to be better. I don't care if it sounds unreasonable. It's just like what I'm gonna do because like I'm I'm trying to get us to fucking utopia, baby. Like I'm not stopping until we get replicators, which means we all gotta get in the car and go.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I guess it's incumbent upon leftists to not be satisfied with whatever is given. Yeah. Eventually yeah. you don't want anyone to be giving anything to you. You wanna be you you wanna be the ones in power deciding what's gonna happen. Yeah. The people deciding for ourselves rather than getting some good shit from the government.
0: <laughs> so I think the counter of this narrative of this myth is that in communist countries and in socialist countries you're not free. I mean, I guess a, what is was that freedom of speech kind of thing or is it freedom to like start a small business or what? <laughs> so
1: in the old days, you know, you could easily point to the Soviet Union and Based mm-hmm. on last episode you could say, well, yeah, in a lot of ways they, they didn't have some freedoms, you know, there were some freedoms uh. that weren't there. And nowadays you can do that and point to like North Korea or someone like that. Although there are leftists out there who say that like North Korea is not so bad or something. I don't know, I need well, to do a lot more research, but as far as I know, they seem pretty bad.
0: Seems pretty bad.
1: Hit us in the uh, questions in the in the inbox. we
0: yeah, got info. We got some inside scoop on North Korea.
1: <laughs> Neither of us know, really. But we lean towards Probably bad. Skeptical. So there are some examples that you can say unfree, right?
0: But again, if you look at like European socialists, like no one's like getting fucking nailed to the wall because they live in a socialist country over there, as far as I know.
1: That's your nice counter is going to always be, especially arguing within the United States where we're, you know, barbaric enough (laughs) to where our left, you know, our left party is basically like a center-right party in Europe (laughs) at best. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we should probably in America be saying like, oh, look, we just want to do like the Europeans. You know, we should we should kind of soften it that way, I guess, in our initial things. And then once we're there, we can take the mask off. We have them in our hook. Hey, yeah, we're actually communists, guys.
0: (laughs) Actually communists.
1: I don't know. I think, yeah, I I guess that would be the, the thing is that there are examples of countries governed by socialist parties or communist parties that restrict people's rights. Yeah. And so they are able to point and say, "Look what communism does,
0: I mean, you could fucking turn it around again, though, because yeah. uh you can't yeah, for sure Black Lives Matter protesters are getting beat the fuck up, yeah, they're getting thrown in fucking unmarked vans.
1: they're gassing mayors now, yeah, so yeah, I don't think it's an effective criticism. I don't think that I think it takes some thinking. To get past the veneer of, oh yeah, you're free to do whatever you want to. Like, I can get in my car and drive around. If you have a car, but like, <laughs> you, car. you can go and do things if you want. On the face of it, sure, but that all depends on your circumstance, and your circumstance mm-hmm. is not fully 100% governed by you. I think that yeah. does kind of get us to our next myth,
0: which is
1: the bootstrap narrative. Ooh, let me get my boots. <laughs> Anybody can succeed under capitalism. You know, we're over here whining that like, oh, what if I am born poor and like I can't go to college. Come on, quit whining. Get a loan from your parents and go to college, you know? God. Get a a GoFundMe. (laughs)
0: It's just so upsetting.
1: Anyone can make it in capitalism. No.
0: (laughs) Why not? No. All right. So... There's a little thing called generational wealth. Let's start there.
1: Generational wealth. Man, we're in the millennial generation. We should have been in the generation wealth.
0: (laughs) I know. Um, No, generational wealth is the idea that we've talked about it earlier. One of the traditionally more reliable ways to make long-term money or equity is by buying a house. Because generally, barring crazy market explosions, houses are going to accrue in value. So so what happened was, you had colonizers, right? They came yeah. over here and they're like, "Man, I really hate these brown people." So they took their lands from them, and yeah. then they built their little houses.
1: I've heard about this.:
0: Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> and then they passed that house down to their fucking dumbass son, Bojob. Bojob is his name. It's going to be Joe Bob, but I fucked up.
1: Bo job got it Bo job weird name but okay people you name know? people weird shit back in the days so.
0: yeah come on they
1: do still now but
0: then he passes it on et etc cetera, et cetera. basically the idea is even if they don't pass on the house physically they can always sell the house get that money buy a new house mm-hmm but remember that the brown people they kicked out yeah they didn't get to have a house
1: I thought they paid them in like beads and stuff
0: yeah that's not that's pass that down <laughs> That's not enough. <laughs> and also they brought other, they brought black people over. They also did not get those houses because they were slaves and they owned them. So they didn't get to own a house for hundreds of years. Yeah. And then when they were finally free, they also didn't get to have a house because banks were like, we going to like give you a loan. You're black. You're, you know, we don't trust you. So sure. they were left out of the housing market for, I mean, honestly, most, most, a lot of people are still left out of the housing market just because either they're poor or can't get a loan, et cetera. But in the meantime, you have all those people building up accrued wealth over time. And so they're sitting on Buku's money. Like if you have, if you just are a person who owns a house in California, you are rich. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's insane.
1: Depending on the house, of course. But yeah. Yeah. Because California, I mean, there's it's a wide net. But yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. I guess what I'm talking about is like certain areas of if, it.
1: Yeah. If you own a house in San Francisco. Yeah.
0: You're fucking great. The net worth of a typical white family is nearly 10 times greater than that of a black family.
1: Now, okay, but what about, um? here's the criticism you'll get. It's like, yeah, you know, that might be, and you know, the Rockefellers, the Vanderbils, the the Bezos, the whoever, you know, they've got their mansion. They're well off. The governor and their family, they got all money, whatever. You know, Who, whoever it is, they've got a ton of money. But I don't. I live in a trailer park. You know, you're going to tell me that, that I have all this generational wealth, even though that's what the counter you would get from white people. Some white people would be like, ah, but I'm also poor, which is fair. I mean, they are also yeah. poor.
0: I mean, it doesn't mean that you're not poor. It just means like other people are like they never even had a fucking shot. I mean, you maybe you didn't either. I don't know. What if we all had a shot? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I would like yeah, for sure. I think that's a that's a good point to make against that. But you're right. Socioeconomic mobility is kind of what this argument is supposed to be making, right? That everybody can climb the ranks of society and be at the top if they work hard enough. But actually like recent studies have shown that there is there's been a declining economic mobility in the United States like mm-hmm. since the since 1980 economic mobility is like really decreased like it used to it was increasing like 1950 like the post-war years you know it was kind of like steadily getting better and it was mm-hmm. kind of like typical american dream of making it big yeah or making it better like each generation you're gonna be like yeah yeah you're gonna live
0: longer and... you're gonna have more resources than the one before
1: yeah <laughs> steep decline since uh since
0: 1980 you know i, I think this phrase is used a lot where Cost of living has increased, but wages haven't, like, seen a significant increase in
1: fucking years. Yeah. Wage stagnation, for sure. And I think it has a lot to do with what you were saying in terms of passing down wealth, in terms of kind of ossifying in place the, the upper crust, you know, keeping them constantly having all that money. And, you know, they can give so much of it away and inheritance and all that.
0: Yeah. And it's not all property either. It can be businesses, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Pass down the Ski-Doo dealership.
0: I mean, the the there's also just gaps in pay. Like, people are still paying women less to do the same work. I'm in a particularly bad spot because Hispanic women are paid. This is the hourly wages. Um, we got white is $17 and black women, $13 an hour. Hispanics are down at $12 an hour. <laughs> so these are median hourly er- earnings. Man. Yeah, not great.
1: That's steep. Yeah. It is possible. But it's possible to like win the jackpot at the casino. You ain't going to do it, but it's possible. It's possible <laughs> to win the lottery. You ain't going to do it, but it's possible. It's possible to be born into extreme poverty, to be born homeless and make it as a Fortune 500 CEO. You're not going to do it, but it's possible. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this completely the deck is stacked against you. So it's just like good fucking luck. You know, like everything from even just... Where your zip code is can change your life expectancy by 10 years. Like, which is crazy. Yeah. Literally in the same city. If you're just like in a different zip code completely, will fuck you up.
1: And I get like, maybe it makes an impressive story, like impressive, (laughs) like a cool movie or something. If you do all this, you know, or you read the stupid clickbait article is like, this guy was homeless three years ago. And now (laughs) he's running his own startup. Okay. Like fine. That's entertaining. I kind of hate it. I don't do that, but (laughs) I imagine that some people find that whatever point is, why does the system have to make it to, why do we have to settle for a system that makes it so rare that that happens and so difficult for that to happen? Why do we want that to be the case? Why wouldn't we want a system that makes more equal outcomes and makes things better for people and lessens these inequalities rather than saying, Oh, well just, you know, try hard and you'll work against all odds. Like, why can't we better those odds?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just, we love a good myth here. We love a good hero story.
1: Yeah. The underdog, Mm
0: -hmm. I guess. Like there's nothing wrong with working hard again. Like we talked about this earlier with competition. Like there's nothing wrong with working hard. It's just that like, it could be easier. Like it it could like scientifically, there's enough money for it to be easier. There's enough resources for it to be easier. It's just, Mm -hmm. we want it to be super easy for some people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, super easy is right. (laughs) Uh, These people, you know, it's easy for them and it's easy for their, for their future progeny. They have such a, you know, they have such an advantage. It's so hard for everyone else, but at the same time, it's so easy for them.
0: Oh, for sure. Like we know lots of, I mean, everyone knows a dumbass who like is rich and you're just like, how did this happen? And then you figure (laughs) out, oh, your parents just like, had money and paid for college. So you were able to get a cushy ass job and do jack shit. Mm -hmm. Like we all know a rich dumbass.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It cuts against the, uh, you know, kind of another myth here. Maybe it falls into our efficiency thing of the meritocracy, Mm. right? Like basically wherever you end up, and this is kind of, this is wrapped up in this myth too, that basically wherever you end up is where you deserve to be. Yeah. It's your station in life. It's, it's an, it's, not something new from capitalism. We had this back in feudalism and the great chain of being, you know, when God sent, you know, sent the King to rule over the people (laughs) and, you know, the vassals to rule over the serfs. And, you know, where you were supposed to be (laughs) is your divine station. And that's how it should be. That's what capitalism survived with meritocracy is that,
0: man, I'd be so pissed if God made me a peasant.
1: Well, I mean, your suffering would be righteous. Oh, uh, I hate that, too. <laughs> the noble poor. But that's that's kind of what capitalism says, is that, like, if you're poor, you've made some choices that... Ke- or you continue to make choices that put you in that situation. You, in some way, have earned it. <laughs> that's and insane. And that, therefore, you know, the people in, at the top, in some way, have earned their position and so on.
0: I mean, it's just... <laughs> it's just not true. Like, we, no, again, what? like, we just... Those people... Either they stole resources or their ancestors stole resources or they're screwing over their workers, like they're, they're their hands are not clean. Yeah. And even if like good job you did all that stealing, that's I mean, I guess you are the best at that in terms of meritocracy. You're the best asshole award.
1: You're efficient. Efficient <laughs> at what though?
0: <laughs> I I always combat this narrative of like have you met a nurse or a teacher or a I don't know, a construction worker, they work so hard. And some of that is a like backbreaking miner, physical janitor, labor yeah. and
1: waitresses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Service industry. They fucking bust their asses out there. So you can have the luxury of a nice burger and, you know, beer or whatever.
1: Yeah. And anybody who looks at those professions and then looks at the profession of some middle management person or some like vice vice president of communications or some, you know, some bullshit title job where they sit around and they occasionally go to meetings and point at things on whiteboards like who's doing more work
0: yeah yeah it's insane and i just i don't ex- i don't understand how you expect our society to function when you literally don't value an entire not even class multiple classes of people i guess it's an entire class in terms of like yeah they're all like working class but the entire yeah. yeah the entire proletariat you're just dismissing as not Good people, because they what didn't have the resources to go to school and get a quote unquote good job. Like those jobs deserve to be treated with dignity too, because you fucking rely on those jobs. Like you're not gonna have burgers and like cocktails if you don't. Like (laughs) you're just not gonna have it. So like you should treat those people decently.
1: Yeah, it's
0: crazy. And and, and we've talked about this before too. The idea of like oh you know, if service industry should just be a fucking summer job for your teen or whatever. And it's like, "No, like that's labor. Like I don't care yeah. if you didn't have to go to school for it, it's still important and needs to be done."
1: Mhm. Exactly. You want to move on to the listener question?
0: Yeah, let's do it. All right. This is kind of a fun one.
1: <laughs> I like it. And, you know, we're going to treat this very collegially.
0: <laughs> we're going to be nice
1: and respectfully cuz we get we got a listener question. Let me pull up the email from bob
0: what's up bob
1: and uh bob sent us in this question about well there's kind of two parts two parts to his question he kind of makes it clear up front that he's you know not a communist we'll get you so (laughs) hopefully yeah hopefully (laughs) not
0: like in terms of we're gonna come like we're we're gonna convert you yeah
1: hopefully we change your mind gradually pull you over slowly into the ranks of social democracy and before you know it you'll be calling for revolution. That's too. how it
0: starts. I got called to say he was a socialist yesterday, and I was so proud. Oh, nice. I know. I was in front of his parents, too. I was like, ooh.
1: Whoa. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So he says, uh, all of communism is based upon the premise that the history of all hitherto existing society is the history of class struggles. You know, uh, That's from the Communist Manifesto. He says that Marx kind of goes on to side examples of what he believes are oppressive relationships. But Bob says that Marx doesn't really go into detail. He says, we're supposed to take all these these couple of paragraphs and accept it as a rock solid premise worthy of serving as a foundation for a world changing philosophy. Bob says that he rejects that premise. Uh, He thinks that many, if not most relationships throughout history and certainly in modern times are collaborative uh, or mutually beneficial. Uh, This especially holds true in societies that value freedom. Uh, So what his question is here, what material would you recommend that he reads up on uh, to get more background and support for this premise?
0: Can I go first?
1: You can go first.
0: We mentioned this book earlier, and we are reading it for a future episode, but Edward Galliano's Open Veins of Latin America goes into extensive detail on how this is not a mutually beneficial relationship.
1: Yeah. I definitely agree the I uh, described it earlier as the the completely brutal uh exploitation of the Americas in the early stages of capitalism. I think he does a really good job of laying that out over and over again, yeah, like sometimes it gets repetitive and it's you kind of cross the stories and you're like. Did I already read about this one? Yeah.
0: It's just, which resource are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause I'm taking notes as I'm reading and every time I'm just like, okay, wait, this is going to happen again. All right, cool. I mean, not cool at all, but okay. At least I know what's going to happen. Yeah.
1: It's uh completely exploitative. And of course in that system, you know, you do have out and out slavery, um, which, you know, more modern capitalists can say, well, never slavery, but Okay. He does kind of explain how it still goes on in, like, I guess he's writing in like the 60s and 70s. uh, It still goes on in terms of economic exploitation. Yeah. Not technically slavery, but like slave like conditions, like modern indentured servitude style, like indebted workers and things like that, uh, to where they could kind of get around paying them for the most part or paying them extremely little.
0: Yeah. So, an example of this is the latifundio system. Which Mm -hmm. they're basically these big they're basically landlords and they they own a big piece of land. And so what they'll do is your workers on that land, you'll let them basically lease out a plot of land for their own. Now they have to work in your field like ninety percent of the time, but when they go home during their off hours, which I imagine are not many, they get to tend to their little plot of land.
1: You don't think they get a lot of off hours? Probably not. Yeah, that's uh that's called sharecropping, guys. I mean, we we had that in the United States too. It was bad. Yeah. Another resource I would think. So definitely open veins of Latin America. That's a really good one. Yeah,
0: and listeners, if you want to get started on reading that, so you can be part of our book club. You can be part of our book club if you didn't read it, but if you want to be I don't know, big old nerd.
1: Yeah, be a nerd. It's fun. Yeah. Another good a good resource for for looking into this and this is more u.s centric uh is a people's history of the united states by howard Zinn.
0: i started reading this a long time ago i never finished it
1: (laughs) i finished it but it's been so long that i've you know kind of absorbed parts but i've forgotten a lot of the details it's good to get a whole picture obviously reading the whole thing but in particular if you're just you know you just want to go straight to what you're looking for relating to like capitalists exploiting the workers. Uh, chapter 11 called robber barons and rebels and chapter 13, uh, called the socialist challenge. Both of those are really good in terms of looking at, uh, working conditions of people looking at like how these relationships are not equal, how they're not collaborative, really they're more exploitative and how they're not mutually beneficial for, for each other, uh, to access the People's History of the United States. If you're interested, and you don't want to spend any money, you could obviously try the library. Good re- resource yeah. there. Uh, but if you want to just do it online, uh, there's a site called history as dot com, uh, and just look for Zen A People's History on there, and they have the whole Holy thing shit. online. So do that. Yeah. You know,
0: <laughs> I think again, this kind of reminds me of a lot of the myths we've been talking about before. The idea of being mutually beneficial here, I think on on like a surface level, you can say, yeah, this employer is providing jobs, and this employee needs a job. But if you take a closer look at it, you know, we talked about, you know, who actually has the power here. You're being you're being given a job, but it's not out of the goodness of their heart. They're not like, oh, you you look bored, you need <laughs> you need to come work here. It'll be fun. You know, they're doing it so that you you can produce something for them. And so they can make money off of that thing you're producing for them. It's not. And at the end of the day, they're getting that profit. They're not splitting it with you equally. They're not doing that. And then they're not doing the work. So what are they doing besides exploiting you?
1: Uh, I don't know how Bob would specifically make this argument, but someone sympathetic would say, you know, capitalists. Okay. They take the risk of owning all this capital that, you require humans to do things to to make things right Mm -hmm. whether that's like a manufacturing thing where it's obvious or like a less obvious example like like a design studio or something and you know you need people to go in there and come up with the ideas and stuff but i think you're right that either way that is exploitative in terms of the bosses or the capitalists getting the profit there Mm -hmm. and it i don't think I do want to make clear that I don't think that this means that every capitalist is personally like mustachio twirling evil. person. Yeah,
0: no, yeah. I mean, we're all doing what we can right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, like they are a part of a system that does not require bad people for it to still do bad things. Yeah, yeah. And I think also we mentioned this before, but like at the end of the day, you know, like you said, you're not going in there for fun. You're going in there so that you don't starve you're going in there so that you can afford to put a roof over your head. I mean, even people who have like decent jobs who would consider themselves well off, uh, at the end of the day, you are, there's, there's a, you might still get some benefits from the relationship, but it's, um, still exploitation because it's still like forced labor. It's still, you're still being forced to do it because if you don't, you die or live in squalor. Yeah. And it's still weighted. Like you said, the boss is still getting the profit. It's still weighted for them. Like they're, you're not going to get, if you get a contract where you're getting the full benefits of your labor, you're not going to work there for long because that company is going to go out of business.
0: Yeah. Because we prize companies that do not do that. (laughs) Yeah. Whoever has the biggest bottom line.
1: So I would say even if it's humane exploitation, (laughs) at the end of the day, like, it's still exploitation. Yeah,
0: I mean, I <laughs> guess the argument, I mean, you're talking about who has the capital. So if you didn't have that, I mean, the, I guess everyone would come together and say, okay, yeah, this town needs, you know, a whatever. It needs a factory, it needs a hospital, it needs whatever. And they would all yeah. pitch in to make that happen.
1: Yeah. So at the end of the day, any any sort of work that you do that is of any large scale is going to be social work, meaning that more than one person has to collaborate to get it done you know the whole thing with capitalism is that while you do have all this social work going on uh it's privately owned privately like the the means of production Mm -hmm. that's that's in one person's hand what you would want to do in a socialist society is socially own that and so socially all that profit is is everybody's and everybody gets to gets to profit from the fruit of productions labor but yeah everybody would have to get together and say we need to do this thing or the nation has to you know decide hey we need all these things done let's put out the money to do yeah
0: that. okay i mean to me that seems that seems more collaborative
1: yeah uh well yes you're right <laughs> I, th- I think it's more people working together and it's definitely on a more equal footing you know
0: yeah
1: i don't know i i don't Maybe it's semantic a little bit, but collaboration does sound equal to me rather than like, I'm working with my boss. I'm doing what my boss tells me. To yeah,
0: I know. I agree. It doesn't
1: sound as collaborative. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? I think another thing here uh, that's interesting uh, when he says that there are some mutual benefits. I don't think he's t- completely wrong there. Like, I don't want to say that workers get nothing. Like we said, you know, you do get a, you know, you do get some money, Yeah. you know, or if you were a serf, like when, <laughs> uh, the enemy tribes come in to invade, you get to go in, and go and hide in the protected. castle. Yeah. Like, all right, you know, <laughs> you got something, uh, even, you know, particularly heartless people would say mm, slaves, like they got fed and clothed, you know, like whatever, Sure, literally, they did get a thing. you, know? you see that
0: yeah. fucking thing where he's like, we, the notion was built on it. We had to have it. Necessary evil. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. Future
1: Fuhrer Tom Cotton. Jesus, man. Him aside. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yes, exploited uh, groups that communists say are exploited. You're right to say that those groups do get something in return for what they've done. Yes. Right? In return for their labor. They do get something. But if you're looking at society today or ancient societies or whatever would you would you pick somebody who is getting oppressed by their boss like
0: yeah you would not
1: would you pick to be a slave god no you know would you pick to be a serf you'd pick to be a noble yeah you'd pick to be a rich person you'd you'd pick to have an easy life right yeah so i mean as communists as socialists as leftists are kind of argument here is we do want a more egalitarian society. Like it's not enough for social relations to provide a little bit of benefit to people for what, you know, for the suffering they have to go through, you know, even if they kind of like their job or whatever, it's not enough for people to get like sort of ripped off. Well, we kind of, we, like you said, we want everything. We do want to constantly be improving and making things better and demanding more. Like, I think we don't want there to be a capitalist class. You know, th- we don't want someone to be there to be nice to us, to give us what we deserve. Like we, w- we want us to be in charge of things uh, and be able to collaborate with ourselves instead of working with a class superior.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I always think about the time machine question, you can always tell who's the white man in the room by if they want to go back in time.
1: Yeah, anybody, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh I guess if okay, so the counter to that would be if you went back in time but it was like an observation wind like a oh, UFO yeah. style. I could do that.
0: Yeah, I could just see what happened, <laughs> crack some theories. You're saying if you've theories? got lasers if anybody fucks with you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's fine with me. But no, not to live in. That'd be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I think, again, just questioning the idea of the definitions here, like, yeah, you can technically, I guess you're technically collaborating with your boss in the sense that, like, yeah, they need an employer, you need an employee, you know, or you're benefiting each other from labor versus pay, but it's just, is it enough? And, you know, why are some people's labor worth more than other people? You know, why is the fact that this guy happened to have $10,000 worth more than the fact that, like, hey, I actually know how to do the I know how to make the thing that he thought of. So, like, that's pretty cool. You know, (laughs) like, (laughs) it's just and and I don't know. uh, I don't want to get too hung up on, like, fairness, because I think that can lead to some traps. But also, like, even if it's not fair, like, I I think people make this argument a lot. It's like, well, then everyone's just going to be exploring the system whatever and i'm like i'm okay with a few people exploiting the system <laughs> like i just don't care like i will take that
1: here's an in- interesting uh, counter to that it's not super productive but i like it in terms of like cutting the other side down is you ain't got anybody exploiting the system now yeah. What are the people at the top doing of not exploiting the system? They got the whole thing bought off. All the.
0: Oh, the all the tax. Senators loopholes. and the
1: congressmen and the. Yeah.
0: All the uh, like, crazy.
1: You're telling me they're not exploiting the system. The bank
0: accounts in like the Canary Islands or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
1: People will exploit the system. Whoa. There's something new. Yeah. You know.
0: like Of course. It's just that one is for some reason. Okay. Because they paid enough lawyers to make it. Okay.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Ugh. So, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm willing to take that chance that, like, yeah, I'm just willing to pay people more and, like, provide for them even if it means that, I don't know, that that is less fair. I don't give a shit. I just think people have rights.
1: <laughs> people have rights. I think people have rights. Uh, that gets us to our next. Oh,
0: hey. Look at that segue. I didn't even mean to do that shit.
1: Bob adds a second question here. I think that in order for something to be a legit human right, it must not infringe upon the rights and, res- and freedoms of others. For example, suppose healthcare is a human right and therefore equally accessible by everyone under any condition. While this sounds great, we agree, Bob. It does. Sound I love great. it. Uh, <laughs> while this sounds great, the fact is that quality healthcare doesn't occur naturally. Someone has to create medicine, diagnose ailments, etc. What if no qualified person is available to perform such services? Do we just find the most qualified person and get sub subpar healthcare service. Do we conscript someone that's qualified and force them perhaps against their will to provide service for others? How does communism get around this challenge? Uh, he says, perhaps you reject my premise that something can only be a human right. If it does not infringe upon the rights and freedoms of others. If so, how do you determine which rights and freedoms are expendable or which people can be coerced into service?
0: So, yeah, I think this is interesting because we, we talked about this a little bit in our arts episode. The idea of if I were in charge, we would have a green core that's like, hey, your job is to fix the fucking planet. Yeah. So, and I am, maybe this makes me a bad person. I'm, I'm into, okay, I'm not going to use the word conscripting, but into heavily uh, encouraging those positions to be filled.
1: Yeah, you got to do something because um, I mean, ultimately, this question boils down to how do we make sure that necessary work gets done mm-hmm. to provide people with their human rights? Because we, de- like we said, we agree with Bob that healthcare being a human right sounds great, and we support Love it. it. We want, it, we think it's a human right. Uh, the same can be said for socialists and communists, and a lot of leftists for housing. Yeah, that um, we think that should be a human right Hell yeah. um, for food, education. These should be things that people are guaranteed. Yeah. uh, Utilities. What we consider the basics of human existence. So we do have to figure out, okay, how are we actually (laughs) going to get those provided? Uh, Yeah. I don't think that we, well, we definitely don't currently have a situation where like no qualified person is available to, I mean, there's plenty of doctors, I guess. Yeah. I guess you could mean like shortages, like available, like right there where you are. I
0: guess my thought was what if it's, you're you're in communism, you're in socialism. Let's we'll say you're in socialism. And you are providing a social safety net. So everyone has income, like, provided for them and like everyone's needs are being met. But how would those needs be met? Because then like you can decide to do whatever you want. Like what what if everyone's like, I'm gonna be a rock star?
1: <laughs> right, yeah. So you do have to have like he says this these things don't occur naturally like houses don't just plop down you do have to have people build them you do have to have doctors healing people so like yeah Yeah. what do you do to make sure that happens i think it's really simple for very difficult tasks that people don't want to do but that don't require a lot of credential training Mm -hmm. Uh, because like you said you essentially just kind of conscript that you have uh like the toilet brigade and you know, nobody wants yeah. to really be the janitor, but one week out of the year you're on the janitor crew.
0: Oh, okay. So it's stuff that doesn't require a lot of training. It's just like everyone right. takes turns.
1: Yeah. So for that, I think that's simply solved. It's just rotations. You just, you're on the toilet brigade, you're on the, uh, sweeping the floors brigade, you're on the, whatever, you know, you, you do those things. It's just a, it's just something you have to do. Uh, that can be state run, you know, national level, whatever that can be. And that could be anarcho-communist run pretty easily. Oh, for too. Sure. It's
0: just like, pff, it's your turn to sweep out the commune. Go. It's a chore wheel.
1: And then obviously if you have people, especially at the local, level, you have people that are like, I like that actually. I'm
0: very into do that, dude.
1: It's cool. Like it's fine. He, he just, it's like, yeah, I get to listen to all the podcasts and what, you know, whatever. Okay, <laughs> cool. dude, do it. You know, fine. But generally I think you would have to, do rotations on that but you can't do rotations with something that requires a lot of training ahead of time Mm -hmm. you know requires a lot of credentials requires you know like years of medical school or whatever and also these if these tasks are very stressful Mm. like being a doctor would be or you know a veterinarian or a teacher i would add like
0: construction things like Oh, construction for like backbreaking labor, but also things like an electrician, you need a lot of training and plumbing and HVAC and all that kind of stuff.
1: That's true. There's tons of things uh, that would kind of fall under this. Um, Anything that you're probably ultimate, uh, you're probably admittedly going to have like a chaotic little period where you got to figure out how to allocate everybody to where they need to be.
0: And I think that's where sliding into socialism could be helpful because then you can be like, okay, well you're going to get like, buku's stipend for for doing this so like we can still incentivize people with money as they transition into this
1: yeah i think so short term you're going to want to incentivize it for sure a lot as much as you can you need to make going into these careers and as you find out about what they are you know what what do we have to do to co what careers do we have to coax people into Mm -hmm. you know and you can do that by making it a central part of your culture, by propagandizing <laughs> it. I mean, encourage people from when they're kids to want to do these things for because sure. it's, you know, for the good of their people.
0: In some countries, teachers are as prestigious as surgeons. Like, it is hard yeah, to become a teacher. You have to take lots of tests for it, and like, you're really well paid. Like, it's a big deal to be a teacher
1: conversely in texas at least <laughs> there, i've seen a highway billboard sign that said do you want to teach when can you start <laughs>
0: just
1: literally like, you know we're just pulling people like out the right out the, i get it because you want to you know address a teacher shortage but it does definitely kind of ding the prestige of it which i think you would want to encourage here you would want to say you know do these things, they're great. You would want to incentivize as much as you can, whether that's money-wise, whether that's, you know, a cooler house in the housing system thing, whatever, like figure it out.
0: I like the idea of like culturally making it important to like, you know, tell more stories about these types of people and, you know, encourage it, you know, like kids, they, I mean, since I hung out with a kid today, they play a lot at careers and, you know, you can kind of nudge them towards things that like are important instead of just being like, no, you've got to be a doctor, you got to be a lawyer. Because we're taking away yeah. that financial incentive in many ways. And so now uh-huh. it's going to be like, okay, what is helpful for society? Like, we do need these things. Don't you want to help out your community that way? Unfortunately, in the States, at least, we have a very nasty culture surrounding, like, quote, unquote, blue-collar workers. Like, it's just they're yeah. looked down on. Same thing with the service industry.
1: Mm-hmm. Unskilled. Yeah,
0: in yeah. Valley. And it's like, man, it first off. A lot of those are skilled. If you threw yeah. me in a waitress job, oh my god, I'd quit so fast. All of them
1: are skilled. <laughs> I mean it's just a matter of how much. I think we've mentioned that before. Is it? for sure, all, yeah. It's all skilled labor.
0: And even if it's not like particularly skilled, like even if you're on, you know, like we said, the toilet brigade or sweeping or whatever, like someone still has to do it and it's still important. It has to get done.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's it's got value. You're right, it has to be done. It's that's that's the value of it. I think another thing I would add to this is directing society's resources to increase the efficiency of that particular field. So all of these, what we're saying is that we're worried that we might not have enough people to do what we need to do, right? Mm -hmm. What we have to do, ultimately, is make it to where people in these fields especially, and then later on other fields, don't have to do as much labor. Like, you don't need as many people uh, to do the same amount of work. Okay. Right. That way you gradually wouldn't have to incentivize all this stuff because you don't need that many doctors, you don't need that many whatever. You can automate more of the more of the work. Ooh. So the same doctor can cover so much more. There's less human labor needed.
0: I would also say we're gonna have a whole bunch of people whose jobs are not around anymore. <laughs> so they're going to need something to do. We're going to like the insurance industry Bye. like,
1: yep. <laughs> so yep. you're going Hang to on. get
0: retrained and find something else you hopefully are into.
1: Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good, uh, that's a good way to look at it. Eventually. Right. You get to replicator stage and
0: you're
1: good and you're good. Um, you've advanced things enough to where people can kind of do what they want. You might need, Way, you know, five, 10% of the doctors that you have now, 10% of all the profession, you know, people do work way more rarely. One of Marx's things was that one of his uh, theories was the theory of alienation. Mm-hmm. And he said that the way capitalism is structured is that you are separated or alienated from your work. Uh, you do the work, but you do the work for the wrong reasons, basically. You're doing the work for somebody else to take from you and profit from it. And so you don't feel like the work is yours. Um, you only contribute like a little bit to it, especially if you're like assembly line style or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the work does something that is not really as important to you, usually. You did it to be paid rather than as a as a useful thing that you wanted to get done.
0: Yeah, as a greater good.
1: Yeah. And his argument is that, one of his arguments is that with the transition to socialism and then communism, you wouldn't have that alienation anymore because you would be doing things for your own good for the people's good, you know? And so your labor would be more meaningful mm-hmm. work. He said would become, and it's strange to hear this in our society, mm-hmm. but work would become like a joy. Yeah, Like Oof. people would like to work and he says people naturally would like to work if work wasn't so shitty, you know, if, if they didn't have to do all these things for other people. Yeah.
0: And you have to think about this too. Even if you're getting these, you know, kind of shittier jobs, you know, more, more stressful or more physically demanding, you're still mm-hmm. going to have a union who's going to make sure that you, one, have all your basic needs cared for, but also like your work week's going to be way shorter and like, you're going to have more free time. Like, it's just going to be a lot less stressful than it is now. You know, you're not going to have to worry about putting food on
1: the table. True. Yeah, that's very true.
0: You know, I I guess I'm trying to figure out what freedoms you're going to infringe on. I mean, yeah, that'd be the worst case scenario is getting conscripted into stuff.
1: Yeah. um, I think that that would obviously be kept to a minimum. That would be the heaviest hand you could use uh, would be, doing that that wouldn't be ideal and it would be something we would try to get rid of as quickly as possible yeah and i think if it's even necessary yeah
0: hopefully it's not necessary and i i would very much hope it's not but i think as it becomes more and more not necessary there's a better way to phrase that but (laughs) as it becomes easier you know as we're getting better at fixing things and providing for ourselves then yeah the goal is shifting to not being concerned about you know how how well can I provide for myself because you're being provided for to how well can I provide for the community? Because we're all, we're all working on this together.
1: Yeah. I guess that ties back into kind of our human nature thing. If we change the conditions, people have different goals. You know, you don't need to teach your kid to make sure you look out for number one or something, you know, make sure you make sure you do well in school so that you can go survive and have a decent life for yourself instead of struggling every day. You know, you don't have to do that yeah. because like, you're going to be fine. Make sure that you, make sure that you attain the education that you desire. Make sure that you pursue the career that fulfills you um, or that helps you in your overall goal, which is not just career, but your life. To yeah. Be
0: like what, what kind of job can you do that will benefit others? And yeah. that's awesome.
1: <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And so I guess to tie back to to the question we do think that these are all human rights and we do accept that that means that some work is going to have to get done we think that there are non-coercive ways in most situations to try to get that to to get that done yeah and if it doesn't then we would have to cross that bridge when we get there i think there's a lot of problems that capitalism doesn't solve uh, we talked about that in the beginning we have an idea. I think that socialists have put thought into how to try to make this happen. We don't know if it'll <laughs> work yet, but we, you know, we hope. that's, uh, yeah, that's something that we would hopefully, that we would try. Yeah, May very well think it's inadequate, but that's, <laughs> that's what we would go for first. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like you said, like, yeah, we talked about why you actually have a lot fewer rights under capitalism than you think you do. <laughs> so sorry
1: yeah your freedom is impinged upon a lot by capitalism a lot of circumstances that's not but i guess conversely that's not to say that we want to infringe upon anybody's rights either i don't think i don't know that's maybe naive i don't think however that it would come to that really
0: i hope not Thank you for sending that question. And also thank you for listening to us because Bob made clear that he is not communist and he is a capitalist. And I really appreciate you like taking the time to learn about other viewpoints. That's I wish more people did that.
1: Yeah. We love you even though you're a capitalist <laughs> or a, a defender of capital. Like, you know, you're great, man. i um, I appreciate you listening to us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: <laughs> and I appreciate your compliment on the sound.
0: Quality. Oh yeah. We went As crazy for that.
1: The primary editor uh, here uh, I definitely appreciate that
0: I felt super <laughs> bad because you sent this and like our recent two episodes were accidentally recorded using my fucking laptop mic so it sounds like shit and I felt so bad
1: <laughs> so. yeah we immediately disappointed you on that front yeah, but sorry. we did our best with, the, with what we were given on that one <laughs> we were returning to form yes. however <laughs> alright you want to call it Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm going to try to get a nap in
1: uh, where can people find us?
0: We are on the internet and we are at Twitter at Teach Communism, Instagram at Teach Me Communism. And if you want to send us an email, that is Teach Me Communism at gmail.com. You can send us a question. You can just send us nice things, whatever. But if you send us a question, it could be on the show. I think so far we've addressed like all of them. So we have a pretty good hit rate.
1: Yeah. And you can also suggest to us like, ideas for episodes and stuff in the future we got one of those as well oh
0: so. yeah and also like i don't know if you're an expert or something you want to be on here like fucking give us a call, <laughs> like send True. us an email we don't know everything True. <laughs> yeah be sure to review and rate us on apple podcasts and uh our current review is still a dick so yeah please cover that up at some point
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey it's okay we're in the dick commun, oh yeah remember? the dick
0: commune and yeah you can find us on spotify and all those podcatchers and send them to your friends and be like hey check out these people they're cool i love them they're the best
1: all right so what do you want to learn about next time
0: next time i want to learn about some women in communism
1: good good let's do that we'll be deciding on which woman to discuss maybe a couple of them
0: yes so if you have any that you'd like to nominate, this is going to be an ongoing series. We haven't quite decided if we're going to do like one big bio or, you know, have a couple um, in that episode. But we'll definitely be doing more of them because, I mean, there's a lot of women in communism, y'all.
1: But yeah, we'll we'll figure out who, who that's going to be. If you have any suggestions for them, send them in because, like Christine said, we're going to be making this an ongoing yeah. thing. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Uh so yeah, uh you'll kind of have some homework on that to, <laughs> Dang it to help me with the research there. Yeah. We'll kind of do a group presentation oh, here.
0: Man. I don't want I'll do the PowerPoint and just make it look good. <laughs> That's what I always do. <laughs> well, did. this
1: is a podcast, so. Damn
0: it. <laughs> I can't even cop out with visuals like I always do. I'm always <laughs> the note taker or the poster maker.
1: You just yeah, you You don't have to do the thinking, basically.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm just dexterity. There's some
1: thought that goes into making it. Yeah, there is. is. That's true. All right. Uh, Well, as always, you've been a great student uh, in our mutual discussions here uh, about the myths of capitalism.
0: Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) You were a good
1: teacher. All right. Uh, Listeners, you can catch us next week on another episode of Teach Me Communism, where the class struggle is always in session. Bye. Bye.
0: Senpai Okay Stop